Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we bring you the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Smith Wigglesworth referred to a man as a needy creature that came to him in a meeting. He said he was all withered and wasted. He had no hope. He said there was absolute death in his eyes. He was so helpless that he had to have two people, one on each side, to bear him up. He came to Wigglesworth and said in just a whisper, Can you help me? Will Jesus answer? As Smith stood there, he thought of the words of Jesus. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. He thought of, behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. He thought of where Jesus said, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Jesus said that in Mark 11. This afflicted man stood before Smith helpless. He had had cancer in his stomach. The physicians operated on him to take away the cancer. The complications arose, which resulted in the man could not put food in his stomach. He could not swallow. So in order to keep him alive, they made a hole in his stomach and put in a tube about nine inches long with a cap at the top, and he was fed with liquid through that tube. For three months, he had been kept just alive with that tube, with that liquid, but he looked like a skeleton. What was Smith to do? What did Smith do in a case like this? He did what he always did. He believed the word of God. Wigglesworth said to him, go home and have a good supper. But the man replied, I can't swallow. Go home and have a good supper, Smith repeated. On the authority of the word of God, I say it. Jesus Christ says, that he that believes that these things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He said, so I say to you, go home in the name of Jesus and have a good supper. The man went home. Supper was prepared. Many times he had food in his mouth and had always been forced to spit it out again because he was unable to swallow. But Smith dared to believe that he would be able to swallow that night. So the man filled his mouth full like he had done before. And because someone dared to believe God's word and say to him, you shall have a good supper in the name of Jesus, the man chewed his food and he swallowed it. And it went down the normal way into his stomach and he was able to eat until he was quite full. That night, that family went to bed in joy. And when they woke up the next morning, they were still in joy.
because new life had begun. The man was going to live. But naturally, he looked down to see the hole that had been made in his stomach by the physicians. But God knew he didn't need two holes. So when the man looked down, the hole wasn't there. When God healed that man's throat, he also took away the hole in his stomach. This is the kind of God we have all the time. This is a God who acts. This is a God that will bring to pass anything that we believe, that we believe. Dare to believe, as Smith said, dare to speak, and you shall have whatsoever you say if you believe. I have a great song to go with this. We have here ministered by Terry and the Browns with Paul Peters at Calvary. Let God minister his anointing, his power to you as this song plays.
Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great and grant your people repentance. Grant us repentance. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. A couple months ago, I got an attack on my mouth that I had never had before. My mouth filled up with sores. And then I got pain in both my upper and lower jaw. And it got to the point where my lower jaw started to swell up. It looked like I had a couple golf balls in my mouth. It caused a lot of pain. And I remember one Thursday night sitting in my office in a lot of pain. And for a little while, I was afraid. But then I thought, no, you can't be, Kathy. You cannot be afraid. Jesus died. He was buried. And he raised again for me. I went home that night expecting, I thought maybe I would get some rest, fall asleep and get, some, get a break from the pain. But that didn't work. In the middle of the night, I got up and I went downstairs into our downstairs bathroom. It's the furthest room away from the upstairs. I didn't want to wake Doyle up. And I went in our bathroom and I closed the door and I sat on the floor in pain. And I started praying. And what I prayed was this, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. That's all I prayed, in the name of Jesus. Now, where did I get that? Let's turn to Acts 3. I'm going to begin in verse 1. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such I have. I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he took him by the hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked, entered into them within the temple, walking, leaping, and praising God. All done by invoking the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Now, what is entailed when you use that name? Well, the first thing I want to show you is it's not just saying a name. You just don't say the name Jesus. If you will turn the page over to verse 16, still chapter 3, and his name, Peter's explaining how the man leaped up and stood. And he said his name through faith in his name, Jesus. In Jesus' name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Faith in the name of Jesus. Not just the name of Jesus. Faith in the name of Jesus. 
You know, in Acts 19, there were seven sons of Sceva that invoked the name of Jesus. He said, I adjure thee by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Did anything happen to the man? No. In fact, the seven sons escaped naked and wounded. So the name of Jesus didn't help them there, did it? No. It takes faith in that name. Now, what is entailed in that name of Jesus? Let's go to Colossians 1. When we say the name of Jesus, what are we saying? I'm going to begin in verse 16. This is talking about Jesus. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible. By all things. By him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible. All things were created by Jesus. All things were created by that name, by Jesus. When we say the name Jesus, we are talking about the man that created everything, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. All things were created by Jesus and for Jesus. Do you know that includes the devil? Jesus created him. Do you know that includes evil? Jesus created it. Do you know that includes healing and sickness? That includes sin and forgiveness. All things were created by Jesus and for Jesus. Verse 18, and he is the head of all things, the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. He might have preeminence, and might isn't in there. He has preeminence. That's what we are speaking when we speak the name of Jesus, the man that created everything, and he has preeminence in everything. That is what we invoke when we use the name of Jesus. What else is entailed in that word? Let's go to Philippians chapter 2. And I'm going to begin in verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Verse 8. And being found in fashion as a man, being found as a man, he humbled himself. He humbled himself. This man that created everything, visible and invisible, humbled himself and became obedient unto the death. Obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross. Even the death of the cross. What does that word Jesus entail? It entails the death, burial, and resurrection. When we invoke that name, our faith is in what Jesus did for us on the cross. That he humbled himself, that he died, he was buried, and he was raised again for us. When I use the name of Jesus, I am invoking the gospel. It entails the gospel that Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he rose again for me. That is what that name entails. So I sat on that floor, and for an hour, I said nothing. 
but in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, considering what that man did for me, who he is, what he is, and what he has done for us on the tree and the death, the burial, and resurrection. You know, after an hour, I noticed the pain was gone. There was no pain in my jaw. I didn't have a headache. I wasn't shaking. All the things that were going on with me disappeared. And not only that, but the swelling had gone down. God had healed me. God had healed me. Why? Because I know what's in that name. Because I know in here what is in that name. What is in the name of Jesus. That name has power. Why does the name of Jesus have power? Because Jesus died. He was buried and he rose again. And if we go back to this, verse 9, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Should isn't in there. Every knee bows. Of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. The Father got the glory for healing me. Why? Because of Jesus. Because of the power in that name. I have the perfect song here. The perfect song. Done by the My Girls. And they sing it with power. This song, no other name. While they're singing it. Let it minister to you. Use that name, that name of Jesus.
I'd like you to turn with me to Romans 10. And I'm going to begin in verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. What is that word of faith? That word of faith is the gospel. That Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he was raised again. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be set at safety. You'll be born again. You have anything that you need. Look, it says that you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Jesus does nothing for you unless he's been raised from the dead. Jesus couldn't have forgiven your sins unless he has been raised from the dead. He couldn't have conquered your sicknesses, your diseases, if he hasn't been raised from the dead. He couldn't have taken your poverty away from you if he hadn't been raised from the dead. You have to believe that he was raised from the dead, not that he just died for your sins. You know, he could still be in the grave with your sins and it wouldn't do you any good. He had to be raised from the dead. That's the name that we use, Jesus. It's the man that's been raised from the dead. You know, he said to Martha, Martha said, well, I know that Lazarus, who was dead, that he'll be raised again on the last day. Do you know what Jesus said to her? He looked her right in the eye. He said, Martha, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. He was Lazarus' resurrection. He was Martha's resurrection. He's your resurrection. He's my resurrection. He is the resurrection. He is not any good to us unless he has been resurrected, and he has been. He is alive today as much as he was then, and even more, because now there's no more death in him. He is a man, but he has no death in him. He will never die. That is the man that you believe in. That's what you invoke when you knew, use the name of Jesus, the resurrection, the power of God. Now, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. When you believe that, that power that you're trusting in will manifest. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Your mouth, your believing, that's what brings the manifestation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. What did I share earlier with the name of Jesus? You put your trust in that name. You put your trust in what Jesus did for you. You call on the name of Jesus, that Jesus died for you, that he was buried for you, that he was raised again for you. What he did on the cross for you, that's what you put your trust in. And when you do that, when you trust in it, when you adhere to it, when you hang on to it, it manifests in front of you because that's what the truth is. The truth is 
the gospel. Let me hear from you if God has ministered to you. You can email me at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, Kathy Davidson, W-O-L, wateroflife.com. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the Internet at www.KathyDavidsonWOL.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.